I think it's important for seniors to realize staying busy is the key to staying happy. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something, you've fulfilled something in you that says, hey, it's been a pretty good day. And when you feel that you've helped somebody else, you feel even better. So yeah, stay busy. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today's show is a very special one because I have a incredible guest, a friend of mine that I have wanted to interview for a while, and we're finally making it happen. This gentleman is my inspiration, I would say. Whenever we have done podcasts over things like finding purpose as we age, lifelong learning, volunteering as we age, and maintaining a positive mindset, he is the person I always think of because he does all of those and more. (laughs) His name is Doug Brown, and he is 95 years old. He will be 96 in two weeks. October 16th is his birthday, so let's all be thinking of Doug on October 16th and wish him a happy birthday. Doug is an incredible man. He has served or has led just an amazing life. I mean, just many lifetimes in one life. He served in World War II. He grew up in the Depression, served in World War II. He worked in military intelligence. He spent time in Italy and Germany and France. It's just amazing, his life story. Someone could make a movie out of it, and I would be first in line to watch it. So Doug also has won many awards. He's pretty famous in our town of Flower Mound, and he gets kind of I don't know, embarrassed, but he's very humble. He doesn't care about all the awards. He just cares about the work that he does. But Doug, I just, I want to say this, that he did win or was awarded the Governor's Volunteer Award, which was presented by the Texas governor's wife, Cecilia Abbott. And he won the Lifetime Achievement Award from the town of Flower Mound for his 35 years of service. He helps veterans. He helps the Habitat for Humanity, Santa Cobbs. He and his wife, Claire, are involved in, in just everything you can imagine. The main thing about Doug, though, and this is his passion, which he found later in life, and he'll tell the story about how he found his passion, but he has refurbished over 1,400 computers and tablets and has donated them to veterans, boys and girls clubs, and school kids throughout the pandemic. I mean, he's just an incredible, incredible guy. And I'm so excited to have him on here to share his story and also to give encouragement and inspiration to how we can all age in style. There's something that you talk about all the time when you talk to people who are retiring. And what is it you tell them? Well, as I said five, six months ago, I had a gentleman come to me said, Doug, I'm about to retire. What should I do? And I said, volunteer or die. If you don't volunteer, you'll start to go downhill gently and then immediately, very quickly, you'll fall off like falling off a precipice and you'll get very sick. You stay volunteering, you'll stay healthy relatively because as we age, we know we don't stay healthy <laughs> as well as we used to. But having a purpose in life 
keeps you alive and doing good things. Laurie referred to my passion. I started refurbishing computers back in, my first wife had cancer for 13 and a half years. She died in 98. So the last year she was alive, I had to stay home with her full time. And if you're home 24 seven, you need to have something to do. So I started reading about and playing with desktop computers. And I used to have an inventory of two at the best. <laughs> and if I had one or two in my inventory, and if I made a mess, if I fouled it up so it was no longer usable, I beat my head on the table for a while and say, well, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> then eventually, I had a gentleman come to me, he put a tile floor in one of the rooms of my house and said, I know you fool with computers. I can't afford one. My son's a senior in high school. He gets one hour at the library. Can you give him a computer? I said, well, let me see what I can do. And I couldn't even tell you how many years ago that was. Maybe 2000, maybe 2001 or two. I don't know. But that started me on the road to refurbishing and giving away computers. My first aim is computers for veterans. My current wife and I have put them in habitat houses. Everyone brings you computers to. Yeah, everyone, yeah, me, everyone knows I you. Want, <laughs> I want your old computer, your monitor, your screens, your keyboards, your mice, your cables, anything at all you have, because what I can't use will go to CCA or they'll put it to good use. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know, it was six months ago, eight months ago. This gentleman who's a chaplain for American Legion VFW Post here came to me and said, need to go to Denison. I'm going to take you up there in two days. And I said, why? He said, you'll see. And we drove to Denison, walked in a little gym. There's a whole bunch of boys and girls sitting there in the bleachers. And they start cheering. And he said, well, he said, you gave them 32 computers. I said, I didn't know I gave them any computers. I just thought all the computers he was taking was for veterans, but he gave them 32, which oh. during the pandemic, they set up a room with an instructor where they could learn they weren't just goofing around and doing whatever on the internet, which is not a good idea for young children. And they were learning. And I was very pleasantly surprised, very pleased that hopefully we've made a difference in the lives of some of those children. Mm -hmm. But as I said, I, I was astounded when I found yeah. out I'd given 32 computers to the Boys and Girls Club up in Denison. Well, and it's just amazing that you took what started as a hobby, I guess, really just trying to figure out computers. Look what it's led to for you. Yeah, I was trying to kill time, really, pass time. If you're going to sit there and you can't leave your wife for any substantial length of time. If I went grocery shopping, have a list, run out, get it, run back, because that was before cell phones. And if she needed to get in touch with me, if I... When someplace going to be very long, I'd get their phone, call her, and, and give her their phone number and tell them who I was. Mm -hmm. So it was self-preservation, really, to have something to do, which is why giving computers right now to someone, like a veteran, can make a difference in their life because it gives you a purpose, gives you something to do, rather than let your mind disintegrate, sit there and does nothing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what you said earlier when we were talking that if you just sit there and let your mind go, then your your health follows too. Yes. And it's hard to regain that yes. where you well, were. Once your mind starts to disintegrate, then your physical health goes and you can get your physical health back a lot easier than you can your mental health. Mm -hmm. Why do you think some seniors, they don't 
become active. They just kind of sit there in front of the TV. What do you, what do you think it is? I could, I could say sloth, which is <laughs> one where this may, may be a little, little harsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to have a purpose, but you have to have some get up and go to do it. You, yeah. It's easy to get up, get out of bed, not get dressed, maybe make a cup of coffee, sit down, turn the TV on, just sit there. And first thing you know, an hour, two hours has gone by, and you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it takes a little more effort to get up and brush your teeth and shave for a man and for a lady to do her hair and so on, and then get dressed and have your coffee and breakfast and then say, okay, now I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. And you really have to move. You have to motivate yourself. But once you've done it, after a little while, and you know that from going to work uh, earlier in life, once you get up at 5.30 every morning, pretty soon, even on weekends, you're getting up at 5.30 because you're accustomed to it. Once you start doing something, it's easy to keep doing it. It's the initial overcoming inertia. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it, overcoming inertia. I like that. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to give away to the inertia just sit there. Particularly that first two, three, four, five times. And then the weekend comes and then comes Monday and you say, well, I don't know. There's inertia again. So. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a job, like, you know. It is. It has to be kind of like a job. You have to say to yourself, yes, I'm going to do this because I'm doing good or it makes me feel good or whatever the reason, you need a reason. A reason to keep living. And a reason to keep living. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the way to keep living well is to stay busy. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways people can stay busy. So to me, I mean, we throw out a lot of ideas in the senior center. And uh, to me, it's like there's so much that you can do. There's more than enough that you could choose from, especially like you were telling me all the things on your yes. calendar for the well, senior center. We go to the senior center. The senior center here in Flower Mound is on Tuesday and Thursday has lunches for $4 a piece. Good lunches, too. Good lunches. <laughs> Maybe not quite as big as you ate earlier, but they're for a senior, they're plenty big enough. Mm-hmm. And $4 is a price you can't beat. And after we have lunch, then my wife and I play Pinochle with some other friends there. And the first Wednesday of every month was a Pinochle tournament. Now we're trying to get Pinochle every Wednesday, too, which kind of <laughs> makes sure too many <laughs> afternoons. And first Thursday night is or evening. Late afternoon, evening is Bunkle. We just went on a trip yesterday to Munster to see the Oktoberfest there. There's McKinney trade days coming up. My wife takes a look at the newsletter from the senior center and then highlights all the ones she wants to go to, shows them to me, and I I just nod my head yes because it's a safer thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Smarter thing to do. (laughs) And then we go on those because, again, It's a little harder. We left yesterday at 3 o'clock for Munster, and we got back at 9.30. A little out of your usual comfort Mm -hmm. area. Yeah. But still, why not? You don't have to be in bed at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. I do like to see the 10 o'clock news at night, but (laughs) but that's not a a must either because you'll see the same thing the next morning. You have senior centers where we live, an apartment complex for seniors. We have a restaurant we go to every Monday, 16, 20 of us. There are, there's happy hour Tuesdays and Thursdays. There's a game, there's a lunch, catered lunch, their expense on Wednesday. 
there's games on Wednesday, there's bingo on Friday. I mean, there's, if you wanted to do everything that's between the senior center and where we live, you don't have any spare time, mm-hmm. which is maybe a little overkill, but it's a lot better than sitting there staring at the TV. Well, and you're challenging your mind, you're socializing, you're doing all those things that are that are good for you. Yes, and as I say, going to Munster, that was once in a lifetime. I mm-hmm. hadn't been there before for their Oktoberfest. Going for trade day someplace or going to a new restaurant. All a new experience, all something. You don't want to keep doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over because then it becomes monotonous. Exactly. And even if you're not volunteering, although we recommend volunteering, but to have a hobby. And your wife, when we were up in your apartment, she was making jewelry that she's going to sell in a craft fair. Right. She also repairs jewelry. And uh, our friends will bring jewelry. And she may repair it for free or if she needs parts, well, she's mm-hmm. charging for the parts. I do the same thing. Or I am doing right now for uh, one of the staff at the senior center, the screen on the laptop was broken. This weekend I'll install a new screen and I'll check it as soon as I first hook it up. Be sure it's working because when you buy them, you never know mm-hmm. until you install. But again, and the charge will only be for the screen, no charge for labor. Even though we live in, a, in an apartment complex that is, everybody living there is relatively affluent. There's still no reason to pay for someone to come to fix your computer. If you take it to them, it's usually $60 an hour. If they visit you, it's $100 an hour. <laughs> there's no need for you to spend that kind of money if there's someone around who can do it for free mm-hmm. or at a very low cost. And you teach people how to use computers too, right? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, last spring, was it? I think it was. That lady come to me, they do a mission to Peru twice a year. And she said she had collected some computers, but would like to have them brought up today. In other words, have Windows 10 put on them. So I said, do you happen to have any anybody there who might be interested in learning how to work on computers? She said, yes, two of the gentlemen did. So I had one at 10 o'clock here on Tuesday mornings, the other one at 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings in this room, teaching them how to do what I do. And, of course, the half a dozen computers she collected, four of them wouldn't take ten. Mm-hmm. We collected other computers so that she had her computers she wanted to take down on their mission to Peru. What I do is not rocket science. It does take a little knowledge and a little effort. How <laughs> to use a screwdriver, for example, <laughs> without damaging anything. Okay. So I know you just, you and Claire moved this year, earlier this year, or was it last nope, year? just before Thanksgiving. Okay, right before Thanksgiving. So what made you decide to move to senior living at 95? <laughs> well, we're looking at maintenance of the house, looking at the, getting the grass cut, the house repairs, the, all these other things going on. I thought, you know, we came over here and looked when it was being built. We looked a number of, many visits, and... This is near the senior center, it's near the hospital, it's near a bunch of doctors and that we, even some that we go to. So it's a good location and you add up all the money you spend on the house for insurance, for your company that hopefully will take care of it, all the problems when you have with your appliances and so on, and all the other things and find out, well, we're spending a pretty good sum and we can move here, and for maintenance, you pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. The day after we got here, the sink in the kitchen 
there was a leak underneath it. I picked up the phone and called. One of the maintenance men came up. He said, a peep trap is cocked. Well, I knew that, and I could have gotten down on my knees and, and fixed it. <laughs> However, getting up off my knees is another problem. And so I'm, that's why I'm here, for you to fix it. You get down, mm-hmm. you get up. A lot easier and a lot faster than I would. So Exactly. Yeah, it's the one, uh, what we call our office, the lights started flickering. Called them, they said, yeah, I need new bulbs. Came, put in two new bulbs, and we don't even have to worry about bulbs here. So, so it's a maintenance-free lifestyle. <laughs> they take care of it all. <laughs> yes, they do. So that's, that's the main reason we move. Because it, as we age, it becomes more and more difficult to do the physical things that we've become accustomed to doing. Mm-hmm. Your mind says, I can do it. Your body says, well, we used to be able to do it. Let's see if we can still do it. Mm-hmm. And with as active and with volunteering and things that you and Claire are, this is perfect. Yeah, it is. It's nice to be able to get in the car, go do our volunteer, and come back, and we know that we don't have any problem. If anything's going wrong, there's somebody to come fix it. We don't have to worry about circuit breaker blue or the this has gone bad. Or it's, if it has. Somebody will fix it. Yeah, it's not your problem. And you could bring your two cats, too, which a lot of people think in senior living, you can't bring your pets, but you can. We have, now Claire, as formerly on the Animal Services Board, she just got off it, knows the name of every dog in this, because we have quite a few dogs mm-hmm. here. But yeah, you can, you have to put down a, a fee so that when you move, if there's been damage, in any way to mm-hmm. the carpets or any, any part of the apartment, that fee will pay mm-hmm. for, for repair the damage. But it's not a, an exorbitant fee. I mean, I think it's $400 per animal, but on a two-year lease, that isn't bad. Sure, yeah. But it's nice that you have both your cats here and they bring you a lot of entertainment and joy. They, during the pandemic, those cats kept my, my wife sane. <laughs> <laughs> and you sane also. Well, yeah. Because we kept stayed, her sane. She stays sane, I stay sane. <laughs> so, yes, but they did. They kept her occupied. They kept gave her something to do. When, when there was no place to go, and she does not take kindly to not being able to go out. Yeah. To being cooped up. But the cats gave, gave her entertainment, gave her something to, something to keep her entertained, and not concentrate on the fact that, hey, I can't go out, mm-hmm. as so many of us had to over the last year and a half. Yeah, not been easy for anyone, especially for seniors. No, and since most seniors have underlying health problems, we have to be more cautious. And that's why you see more mask wearing or more distancing or less going out. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I know you both got COVID, didn't you? We both had COVID mm-hmm. around. Around Christmas, according to Claire, I got it and gave it to her. <laughs> and my daughter, for worse, said I gave it to her, so it was mm-hmm. my fault. They all blamed you. Yes. How about that, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> but it was not severe for either of us. Mm-hmm. Claire had a kidney infection at the same time, so she had a fever. I never had a fever. The only problem was the severe fatigue. Mm-hmm third or fourth day and I get up and I brushed my teeth, I shaved and I went back to bed for a while. I was so exhausted. Mm-hmm. That was the part that really, really bothered me, being so fatigued all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially because you're always so yeah, energetic. I, yes, I'm, I'm not used to being fatigued. I'm used to being able to go, 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 but no, I couldn't go any place. <laughs> so, well, and then I'm we had you. our vaccinations in April, Good. so 
and we'll get our booster because they're saying six months after it was really under this month so yeah the vaccination extremely important oh because, absolutely because even if you get to COVID again it'll be a much milder case mm-hmm. and a mild case means you probably won't go to the hospital not going to the hospital means you don't get on a ventilator less likely to get pneumonia a lot of good reasons to get a vaccination absolutely i agree for everyone so uh i know that's a hot topic so (laughs) (laughs) the people on both sides are very um very vociferous very anti each other i know it's been ridiculous it is ridiculous i agree with you (laughs) strange times we live in so i'm sure you've seen all kinds of interesting things through the years though oh yes oh yes i remember for example when Salk came up with the polio vaccine I, because I, I knew some people who were in iron lungs and you think, mm-hmm. that's no way to live no. in an iron lung all the time. And I'm thinking everyone pretty much lined right up to get the vaccine, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, 20 years in the Army, it wasn't a matter of, will you take it? It was step up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got whatever vaccination they wanted to give you. I remember I got yellow fever one time just in case I might go where there's yellow fever. Mm-hmm. And I never went there, but hey, it wasn't a matter of, would you like to have this? Mm-hmm. Line up and get it. Wow, off, kind of off topic, but I know you traveled everywhere. You know, so where was your favorite place to be? Northern Italy. Without a doubt, you just, that's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I spent, uh, well, three, 49 to 52, I was in Trieste, which used to be the port for the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And then part of Italy, part of Yugoslavia, back to Italy. And then when I was there, buzz, British United States zone. We took over the whole town. It was a port town, of course. Uh, Lloyd Triestino was a shipping firm. And we were allowed 5,000 troops, so they had as many civilian positions as possible with the, with the U.S. government there and the British government, so they could have as many troops. But uh, it was interesting. That's where I learned Italian. Mm-hmm. But uh, by Lago de Guomo, Lago de Garda, by the lakes up there, and, you know, we... We would go up to Cortina and go go skiing. I mean, it was it was a rough life. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, and well, good food too, I'm sure. Yeah, and then I was in Germany, fifty-five to fifty-eight. As I say, in those early years, a carton of cigarettes or a pound of coffee would go a long way. <laughs> you could buy oh, a really? piece of furniture for a carton of cigarettes or a pound of coffee. Really? Oh yes. It's in high demand, huh? Well, people had furniture, but they had no money. Mm-hmm. They might have the houses they lived in for years, but they needed money. They needed food. Mm-hmm. And so you tried not to drive a hard bargain, but at the same time, they were they were eager to get whatever. If they smoked, a carton of cigarettes to them was, since they didn't have to buy it, they yeah. sold a piece of furniture. Well, that was almost well, free yeah. as far as they were concerned. So, yeah, it was, it was a different way of living, a different, not necessarily a good way to live, but for us, it was uh, easy living in some respects mm-hmm. in that uh, our money went, went a long way. Yeah. And how long were you in Germany? Three years. Three I years. spent three years in Trieste, then three years in Germany, and then yeah, 55, 58, then 62, 63, Verona, and then I moved up to France for, from 63 to 66 since I, when I retired from the Army. Mm-hmm. I was in the Bordeaux area in France, you know, mm-hmm. around all the good wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough life, Doug. Yeah. Well, I learned to appreciate the wine. Yes, I did. 
I would like that. <laughs> so what would your advice be just kind of in closing just for, for seniors? We've already gone over this volunteer, mm -hmm. this not don't sit, do nothing. But after we moved here, we became friendly with three other couples and we, we do a lot of things together, the four couples. For example, one of us has a birthday, the eight of us, the person having the birthday picks the place to eat. We eight go out, the eight of us go out to eat. We play cards together. You need companionship. Staying by yourself is a way to deteriorate mentally. You need that companionship where you have an interchange of ideas, of thoughts, disagreements too. There's nothing wrong with disagreements as long as they're fairly polite. Yeah. We don't agree with everyone all the time. Mm -mm not even in our own family. So shortly after we moved in there, we knew the one couple before we moved in and then the other two couples, we kind of gravitated together and, and it makes a difference. If everybody says, well, let's, let's go do this. If the wives say, for example, hey, they got this happening in the senior center, let's go do this and the, men, and the men go along. Whether they go very willingly or somewhat <laughs> willingly, it doesn't matter. The fact is you, you're out, you're doing things and you're gonna meet other people. The getting out and doing things, staying somewhat active socially. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing, stay That's active socially. Stay active socially may not broaden your horizons a lot. You may not find your brain getting a lot more, you may not find yourself getting a lot more intelligent than you were, but the point is, that you keep your brain active, you keep your body active uh, up to the point you can anyway. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I know you said um, you and Claire will walk around the building yep. on your floor. Yes, because mm -hmm. physical exercise is good also. They have a nice uh, fitness room here with a lot of different machines, but at the same time, just getting out and walking. Uh, mm -hmm. Claire is decorated for, for fall, Halloween fall. They're, they're doing both decorations right now. So we walked around the fourth floor and saw all the decorations. Now we're going to walk around the third floor and mm -hmm. second floor and look at all the decorations and comment on them. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you need to stay as active as you can physically and as active as you can mentally to be able to somewhat, you need to, to enjoy life. If you're going to live, look, I'm going to be 96 in, in I like to work on computers. I like to do crosswords. I like to read. So I never got bored during the uh, year and a half of doing it. <laughs> the year and a half we've been doing it. I never really got bored because I've got, I've got all that. I've got the computers to work on. And knowing that I'm helping someone when I give the computers to a person, that makes me feel better. But, okay, tired of working on computers for a while, do a crossword puzzle. Got a book. Pick up a magazine and read it. Something, it broadens your horizon, it makes your mind think. You have to keep both body and mind working for you to stay relatively happy. And during this pandemic, staying relatively happy was about as good as it could get many times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's great. I think what you're saying is, you know, have a purpose. So yes. the volunteering is the purpose. Do things that keep your mind active, like with the crossword puzzles. Don't just sit down in front of a TV and stay there. No, no. I like to watch the news. There's mm -hmm. there's a few shows I watch, not very many. Blue Bloods, for example. I oh, like to watch Blue Bloods. I like Bloods. that one, too. <laughs> yeah. And they're starting the new series this mm -hmm. next Friday. But do some things for enjoyment. Reading, I kind of get lost in the book. Harold <laughs> finally tapped me. 
she talked to me. I didn't realize that I was lost in that book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's it's enjoyment as well as accomplishment. Yeah, and keep doing it no matter your age. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're busy. The years go by pretty fast. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to realize that I will be 96 in two weeks. And I think back a number of years ago, I thought, I'll never see 65. Really? You thought that? Well, you get into World War II and you're yeah. thinking, man, mm-hmm. 65 is a long way when people are old at 65. <laughs> <laughs> and you find out you're not so old after all. Yeah, it's not old there. at all. Yeah, no. yeah, the older you get, the younger it takes things. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, age is a condition of the mind. Mm-hmm. It is physical, of course, but that condition of the mind can make you feel older than you are. Mm-hmm. Than you actually should feel, but mentally you just let yourself get down. Mm-hmm. How old do you feel? Like if you didn't know you're like you were ninety six. Oh lordy, I feel at least twenty years younger. Yeah. I don't like, which is why we're getting out and walking. I don't like the fact that okay, my body isn't letting me do some things I'd like to do, mm-hmm. and I know that with age, the more and more things will be, you're less able to do them. You'd like to still be able to do them, but sometimes you need to force yourself to get out there and do something just a little harder. Make your heart work a little harder. Make your muscles work a little harder, and you'll stay a little healthier a little longer. That's mm-hmm. that's as good as you can hope for. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I, I know like as our bodies, as we get older, maybe there's some things you can't do anymore. Like if you'd like <laughs> love to go jogging or something, but you no. know, you find other things, right? Well, you know, it's to like- To kind of replace it. For years, people have been able to stop getting up on ladders. <laughs> Are you still getting on ladders? Sure. <laughs> yeah, time, uh, Lordy, when was that, five years ago? I was by the garage door trying to adjust it and it's only a three-step ladder and I fell off into the driveway <laughs> and I got right back up and everybody's rushing oh, I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> but and this is one of my mantras once you stop doing something pretty soon you can't do it mm-hmm. you're right the muscles the mind whatever all of a sudden what you were doing now years ago the kids kept after me don't get up in the roof and after a while I began to think that was a pretty good idea not to get up yeah that's a good idea just getting up there was a tough job so okay when it's that (laughs) that hard to get on the roof probably shouldn't get up there Mm -hmm. but yeah there's certain things you do and they become more difficult but the minute you stop doing them they're impossible for you to do anymore Mm -hmm. so do it as long as you can do it as long as you can even if you don't do it as well as you would like to or it takes you longer to do it Mm -hmm. you're still doing it yeah Except don't get on the roof. <laughs> no, no. So there, there's certain things that probably you shouldn't do as you get older. You don't you don't bounce as well as you used to. Bones don't bones don't heal as as quickly. Yeah. If they heal, but hey, yeah. Within reason, keep doing what you can do. Mm-hmm. And of course, according to what I've been told, I'm not. I don't always listen to reason, but. <laughs> But again, that's maybe why I keep going. I just think, yeah, I can do that. That's great advice. As we close, I don't know if you want to put it out there or not, but do you want computers? Do you want people to keep bringing them to you? No, yeah. Okay. I, and I particularly would like someone, and I know he's going to be younger. He mm-hmm. has to be, but like to take this over eventually. Mm-hmm. Every computer that I refurbish takes about 10 hours. 
could be eight, could be 12. Well, it depends on the computer. It depends on a lot of things. But I have talked to people who have given me computers who say, I didn't know what to do with this computer. It's head in the attic or in a closet or in the garage. I didn't want to throw it in the garbage. I just didn't know what to do with it until I found out that you did this and here's your computer. So mm-hmm. it's a service, but it's more than a service when you're giving to a veteran who's looking for a job. And some years ago, I had a veteran who's sending resumes out on his phone. Which is not easy. No, I can't imagine. So on a Friday, I gave him a a laptop, and we had a veterans get-together on Saturday. He said, I sent two resumes out last night. He said, it was so easy. And that is why we continue doing this, because you're helping people, just like the Boys and Girls Club. I didn't know I was helping them, Mm -hmm. because somebody, evidently wiser than I, decided they needed the computers, which I have no idea how much good it did for those children and what it will do for them in the future to to have this knowledge and to have the computers. So I told my wife I'm going to slow down on on computers, and I have because I don't have as much room as I did Mm -hmm. now. So I usually only have one one working, though I do have a second one right now where I shouldn't. On her kitchen island. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm not supposed to. So, but yeah. Yes, I want to continue doing it. Um, as I said, I just told you earlier, I just had a lady bring one up from Keller. How she got my name, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But she brought me up. I'm working on it now. I have somebody waiting for it. So, yes, you have a computer sitting in your garage, attic, wherever, that you're not using. Yes, I'd like to have it. So any kind, like a laptop or a desktop, any, any kind of computer? Any kind of computer. I don't have a big call for desktops right now. Mm-hmm. However, Habitat insists that if I put it in a Habitat house, it must be a desktop. Oh, okay. They're okay. a lot harder to get rid of. Yeah. So mostly the laptops is what mostly you need. Mostly laptops is what everybody wants now. Okay. So if anyone has laptops or computers, anything that they are wanting to donate, yep. Do you want them to just reach out to me so you're not inundated? I can have uh, them send? I don't care. Okay. I've got my phone number is 214-755-1153. Text me. You can call me. Or Douglas A. Brown at Verizon.net. Douglas A. Brown, all one word, Verizon.net. Okay. All right. We'll put it out there on the on the website, and too. my so wife will be can... so, comp- so pleased. She's going <laughs> to not be so pleased. <laughs> Well, you did say you have a storage unit, right? Yes, I have a storage unit, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> I just won't tell her about it. No, we won't tell her. She won't listen to this. <laughs> well, I so appreciate you being on the podcast with us, Doug, and sharing your information. I've wanted you on here for a long time. and we've been Yeah, we've discussed it for a yeah, long time. We have. And I think it's important for seniors to realize staying busy is the key to staying happy. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something, you've fulfilled something in you that says, hey, it's been a pretty good day. And when you feel that you've helped somebody else, you feel even better. So, yeah, stay busy. Absolutely. We're going to close on those words because that's some wisdom right there. (laughs) Thank you so much, Doug. I appreciate you being on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 